When looking for a new home, location is so important. And as sports fans, you obviously want to be close to your favorite sports teams. So if you're in the market of buying a new home, you gotta check out Aria Denver Homes. They are located just 10 minutes away from downtown, Coors Field, Pepsi Center, and Bronco Stadium at Mile High. So what makes Aria Denver unique is the home buying process is all about you. You know, we offer free home inspections. We make sure we're in a great location in Denver, um, as well as we outreach into the community and have a lot of involvement with a lot of different businesses, as well as, you know, parks and other areas in the location. Like Tyler mentioned, Aria Denver believes the home buying process is all about you. That's why they offer that free home inspection, customizable finishes, and brand new appliances. But that's not all. So we specifically have a greenhouse on campus at Aria um, that residents are able to sign up for a subscription service and have fresh veggies delivered to, to their door each week. And then we also have a great relationship with Regis University. So our partnership with Regis allows residents to have access to the fitness center and gym. Move today where everyone wants to live tomorrow. To learn more, go to www.aria.denverskylofts.com or call them today at 720-372-1022. Inside the press box, high above the field at Bronco Stadium at Mile High. It's the BSN Broncos podcast presented by Lixenall. And it, it, this podcast might remind you of the, the one we did, Zach, inside the Indianapolis Convention Center when people joked as it was like we were whispering <laughs> because there was people around. So we're actually just in the middle of the press box here. We're actually on the side of the press box where we were asked to do this. We don't want to disturb anyone too too much or annoy anyone too too much so we'll try and keep our voices at a uh, inside voices yeah voices and laughs down unlike last night oh last <laughs> night what a night what a night last night was so amazing thank you guys so much to everyone who came out to the bsn bar crawl it was um better than we could have ever dreamed honestly and i put out a tweet this morning i said the first ever bsn meetup was it was at a dive bar on South Broadway. I can't remember what it was. Some sort of Irish name. Irish Rover? No, nah, it's not a dive bar. No, it was more divey than you you think. <laughs> and uh, there's two people there other than BSN um, employees. And so, you know, we actually still had a really good time, as we always do when we all get together. But just to go from that to last night where we had – about 70, 50 to 75 people coming around to the bars with us doing Denver sports trivia at Blake Street Tavern. Uh, the flip cup portion of the night was <laughs> off the chain. Uh, we're playing stack cup in sports column, and it was just so cool. And um, Eric Weedham, who does our T-shirt designs, he came up to me while we were in sports column, and he's like, you guys threw a frat party 
<laughs> with a bunch of people who don't even know each other. <laughs> and it's kind of funny when I thought about it this morning when I woke up and I'm like, it is a fraternity. It's a fraternity of Denver right? sports fans. It's a fraternity of BSN supporters. Uh, it's the fraternity of all of us that work at BSN. It was, it was pretty cool, and uh, it went off. It did. It, it went off late into the night. I should say early into the morning, Ryan. And, man, it was so cool getting to meet you guys. And not just talk sports, but getting, getting to know you guys personally. Ryan met a, t- a ton of people uh, that, that don't comment much, uh, but daily listeners. And it was so cool to, to personally get to know the community. Yeah, um, I, can, I echo that completely. We saw Minnesota Paul was out there. He was obviously just in town uh, for the weekend, happened to be around. So he made the trip down, came, came out to Blake Street Tavern. Really cool meeting him. Uh, Nick Geyer was there. We hung out with him. Uh, countless more. My guy Alex. And, and I guess this is the, the portion of the show where I just have to, uh, <laughs> to take my L before you can, you can hand it to me. Uh, Zach and Alex who, by the way, went to CSU. Yep, Fort Collins. Um, <laughs> took me down, me and my buddy down in beer pong. We did. And I, I'm i not going to make excuses, <laughs> so I'm just, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> you're, but you're about to dive no, into an nope, excuse. No, nope, I'm not. <laughs> I, I'm not going to make any excuses. Uh, the one thing I want to say, though, is I'm just disappointed <laughs> in you guys that you couldn't hold down the table long enough for us to come get a rematch. I mean, come on. What, what can you do after you win four in a row? win five in a row it, it's it's just like uh you, you just got to give the table up to someone else and we came in at game three you guys were nice and oiled <laughs> up it's not an excuse it's, it's not an excuse, an excuse. <laughs> uh wind was at our backs not an excuse mm. not an excuse just setting the scene yeah it, theater it, of the mind you're right it is it is harder to throw into the wind i agree no you I got agree. like you had like a wind backboard <laughs> Just throw it right into it, and it just knocks it right down into the cups. Yep. See, I knew, I knew you would take it tough every ap- time after losing to a CSU. Every t- all I had, it was like a putt, a downhill putt. Like all I had to do is let it go, and it just flew <laughs> over the table. So your putting game's not strong. Uh, you know what? This year, my putting game has actually really been a, an Achilles heel for me. Mm. I've been having some days where I just can't get the speeds. We really got to bring up Achilles right now, Ryan. Oh, who? Why? God, I don't know. Just Achilles. They're they're <laughs> they're bad on this team. Sorry, I'll touch wood just for <laughs> saying the word. Uh, anyways, I, I'm so so grateful for everyone who came out. It was unbelievable compared to like I said the first time. There's no game or anything. We yeah. just said, hey, come hang out, yeah. and, and, and people came out in droves. So I also met people that live in my apartment complex. Wow. That are BSN supporters. <laughs> wow. Pretty crazy. Okay, let's move on to the Broncos here as we are. Getting ready for practice at the stadium. Vic Fangio wants 50000 eh, Probably not going to get that. <laughs> but we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see what, we, what they do get. It is filling in nicely in the, in the first level. I'd say we're at um, like 5A state championship game <laughs> exactly. size right now. <laughs> uh, maybe we can get up to like uh, Division two football size. So no, no chance we're reaching uh, championship level high school Texas football what is that like 40 i I mean could be 40 50 but i think they actually do they have it in jerry world now i think they have like the actual championship in jerry world i think they've they've had it at at, uh in houston before at their stadium nrg okay yeah i I wouldn't be surprised if they could sell that out that is that is wild unbelievable but what i will tell you is there's more people here now what are we an hour 55 minutes before the practice than your Arizona Cardinals had on their first training camp. 
why are you worried about why are you so worried about my cardinals keep my cardinals out of your mouth i feel like i can hear last night on your voice a little bit yes probably <laughs> we had a good time we didn't we let we closed down the bar we were told to leave yep <laughs> okay let's get to yesterday's practice Feels like it was ages ago. It does. Uh, and, and share some of our takeaways from that. It was the very first practice, in my opinion, of all training camp where I can put a put a W in the column for the offense, and and that was so needed. Remember what I said? Got to get one. Got to get one before the next break. Well, they got one. Maybe they can go get two out here today. Yeah, and boy, was it encouraging. I mean, just must have been a huge sigh of relief for Joe Flacco, for Rich Scangarello. For Vic Fangio not having to be asked about, oh my gosh, how worried are you about the offense? J- just a big sigh of relief. Now, uh, it's going to be important to see how they if, if they can build on that. And maybe it just what took a week for, for them to build off this. Or, you know, if if it's, what, one in the next eight practices that they, that they win again, then it's definitely a concern. But you got to start somewhere. And they, they could have started last Thursday. Uh, when training camp opened, but they decided to to wait a few practices. Uh, but hey, it, it's rolling now, and it started against the second team defense. Uh, but it was still progress. But then they did it against the first team defense the very next series. And boy, I mean, just the the, the word that comes to my mind is relief, relief for, for for everyone with that group. Yeah, and like you mentioned, it started with the second team defense, which is uh, you graded on a curve. But Zach. This was one day after we criticized them <laughs> yeah. strongly for failing against the second team defense, and, yeah. and it wasn't even close. I mean, they got mopped. Uh, they were not. There was no no telling. The old alien alien came down. If the alien came down, he would have thought that's a first team defense out there against a second team offense, maybe more than a first team offense against a second team defense. Yesterday, they go out there. I'm pretty sure they called the same play that they missed the day before on the very first play against the second-teamers. Joe Flacco hits his back foot after a play-action pass, drives and releases a bomb to Cortland Sutton. And I, and I wrote this. In a normal situation, I don't think Cortland Sutton would have dove for this in training camp. There's no reason. Mm. Except for yesterday. There was a reason. They needed something to hang their hats on. Something to say, okay, we finally broke the top off this defense. So Cortland laid out full extension, brought the ball and rolled – he probably in a game could have just popped up and run it into the end zone. He kind of stayed down a little bit. Uh, but that was it. That was the starting gate. And after that, Joe Flacco hit another one to Nick Williams for about 20 yards. On the next play, he hit Jawan Winfrey for 15. And we're like, okay, cool. They yep. dominated the second-team defense. That's what you need to see every time. And then, like you mentioned, they went out and got the first-team defense. Yeah, and Nick Williams – who, who is this guy? I mean, come on. He looks like me out there. And he was rolling with Brett Rippon. He was rolling with Drew Locke. He was rolling with Kevin Hogan. And yesterday, what, an hour after he signed with the Broncos, he was rolling with Joe Flacco, and he was making plays. It, it just seems like uh, this team has, has had depth issues on the offensive side of the ball, and uh, guys just step up with, with injuries. Austin Fort stepped up. Uh, Nick Williams has stepped up. You've really seen Jawan Winfrey take a big step, which he did again yesterday. It's 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 that part is really encouraging. And don't forget Kelvin McKnight. Yep. Kelvin McKnight looked awesome yesterday. And when they did get the first team defense, it was Kelvin McKnight who made 
three catches out of six completions on that drive. It was a kind of a two-minute drill, I think, before the half-style drive. And Joe Flacco found Kelvin McKnight three different times on that drive. Flacco ends up going six for seven on the drive. They moved the ball 60 yards in two minutes, and it was the first time. And at that point, when you take that six of seven, combine it with the three for three against the twos, that's nine of ten for Flacco. I don't even think there was a time leading up to that where he had three in a row. And he ended up with six in a row and then, of course, nine out of ten. And the only incompletion – was a spiked ball because a screen, pla- screen pass got blown up and he just kind of threw it into the ground. So that doesn't even count. On, on real pass attempts, nine in a row, and it was finally like, okay, that's what you expect to see from your highly paid veteran quarterback. Exactly, exactly. And not highly paid veteran quarterback, but if Kevin Hogan ever gets in the game, you'll want to pick up Juwan Winfrey, number 15 for your fantasy team, because, boy, does he love Juwan Winfrey. I mean, he just looked at him over and over and over again, um, but it was it was it was a relief to see the offense going. You know what derailed him though? Uh, no, I don't. The same thing that's just haunted them: snaps. Oh, snaps, Ryan. I. This is some. It, this is like a long snapper. We should never talk about Casey Kreider. We should really we never have. We should really <laughs> only talk about Connor McGovern. I legitimately think the only time Casey Kreider's name has been brought up on this podcast is when he hit a home run. <laughs> At the Rocky Stadium, at uh, Coors Field. Because he's doing his job. Exactly. And Connor McGovern, the only time we should talk about him is if he steamrolls someone in a game. But we're talking about him day in and day out. And uh, what do you do? What do you? Two bad snaps again yesterday. Oh, Zach. We said one a day for nine days. <laughs> that would have been tolerable. <laughs> But now it's at now we're on a we're moving up to two a day. It's like getting worse. <laughs> it's getting worse, and that is um, uh, of the utmost importance. Nothing else in training camp matters as much as that right now, because a bad snap means a bad play almost one hundred percent of the time. There's a lot of things that you can correct. Um, you know, Garrett Bowles gets blown up. Okay, well Joe Flacco steps up in the pocket and delivers a strike. Right. Um, uh, uh, you know. Deshaun Hamilton runs a bad route. Well, maybe he just looks a different way and finds Cortland Sutton. There are so many mistakes that can happen in a play, and they they normally do. Not every you know every play probably has someone making a mistake. This mistake derails everyone. And Vic Fangio said it. He said we can have nine players having the best play of their lives, but if the snap was bad, none of it matters. And to me, we've reached the point, Zach, where you have to experiment with something else um even if it's just a, even if you have no intentions of benching Connor mcgovern just to put a little bit of pressure on him i realize he's probably already got some pressure on himself but just to remind him hey dude you can't do this stuff like to me these are aren't um talent-based mistakes they are concentration-based mistakes like i said about taking your eye off the ball in golf it, to me it's the same thing and Connor McGovern said it, you know, he said, oh, well, I know exactly what I'm doing wrong. I just have to fix it. And it's like, okay, well, then if you know that, and, and I, we obviously know he is capable of snapping the ball well, then it's a lapse in concentration, which causes that. So maybe if you take Sam Jones and you say, hey, we're going to give you some reps with the ones, it just tells Connor McGovern, I cannot continue to have these lapses in concentration. <sighs> I completely, completely agree with you. So- something needs to be done. But Ryan, I mean, you mentioned two-a-days. 
that's what Vic Fangio's plan is to get these snaps better. It's just he says keep practicing. That's what Connor needs to do is keep practicing. There's what two players on the field right now about 45 minutes before practice: Jake Butt and River Craycraft. Connor McGovern should just be out there snapping, yes. snapping to if Joe Flacco wants to come out. That's great. If Brett Rippon wants to come out and put his hands high like Joe Flacco's would be, that's great. Or just grab a trainer. I mean, there, there has to be practice. Do you see that fan down there? It's like an orange, really big orange fan. Yep. Just put a, like a, a square on that. Yep. And snap it into the square. Yep. Um, speaking of Jake Butt, he was out there running routes, and he actually is right now running routes, uh, which is, I mean, it's good to see. Mm-hmm. Um, we're so past. Uh, we're we're just at the point of anything you get from Jake is a is a bonus, right now. But it is just nice to, nice to see he's not completely sidelined right now. He right. is able to get some work in, and I think um, what I'm guessing is going on for him is swelling just based on seeing that compression sleeve always on his knee. So I think he's just kind of testing it, seeing if it swells up again. Um, we hope for I hope for him that he gets a chance to come back out here during training camp and show what he's got. Otherwise, it's just he's in a really, really tough position. Yeah, and I, I hope for him that he doesn't force it and, and hurt himself, uh, whether it's physically hurt himself, of course, touch wood, or, uh, or just hurt his future career by, by putting bad tape on. I just, I, I hope this is able to be resolved in the best way possible. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sitting up here and I remember, I'm just having a memory of, I think it might've been one, the last or one of the last times they did one of these scrimmages. Um, it was Peyton Man. It would have been his second year, the first year of Manning and Welker, right? That would be 2013. Yep. I was sitting um, essentially from the same view where we are right now, just down a little lower, and it was pouring, mm-hmm. pouring. Um, the most intense rain I've ever seen at the stadium by far. Like where we're looking out right here into um, what would you call this? The, the thing that hangs, like the overhang. Yep. It was like a river was coming out of each one of these. <laughs> Uh, and I think they ended up canceling practice, unfortunately. But I just remember Peyton running out and yep. diving, yep. sliding. <laughs> uh, yeah. And that, I mean, just, I mean, that that was like early in the Twitter era of sports. Like, mm-hmm. if that happened right now, it would be so insanely viral. Are we going to see Peyton do that again today? I mean, Ryan, it seems like he's coming to every practice nowadays. He is a regular. Mm-hmm. So much so that he was just hanging out with the media yesterday. I think it's because we were in the shade. That yeah. was my uh, that was my man. theory. You get a little. You're out there on the field. There's nowhere to hide. Nope. Uh, but he came out and maybe wanted to hang in the shade a little bit. Chopped it up with the media. His cute kids were there. Um, cool to see. I mean, are you reading into it? Yes. Oh. Yes, and and give me the juice, Ryan. Do you know the reason? According to our good friend Brandon Crystal, the reason. BK. A BK why, shout out. A BK shout out. The reason why Peyton was there yesterday. And this is what tips it for me. <laughs> You'll um, never freaking guess. It, I'll give you a hint. His kids were there with him yesterday. His kids were there with him. So <laughs> he was there because... I got nothing. Because his kids had heard about the pancakes with sprinkles that that, that the Broncos have in their facility. And the kids wanted them. <laughs> what? <laughs> yep. So let me get this straight. So so what was yes it was Friday. 
so they he was at practice what Wednesday? Uh huh. With with his kids? Yeah, they were there on Wednesday yep. as well. M- M- Marshall was throwing rockets. So when they were leaving practice that day, um, apparently someone asked the kids, "Hey, have you have you had the uh, the pancakes in here?" They said no, and, and I don't know if they weren't making pancakes anymore because it was like noon mm. by that point. Uh, and apparently, according to BK through Peyton, for this the next is really for the next some <laughs> severely sourced information here for the next forty eight hours, all the kids were talking about was the pancakes. Why didn't so, Peyton just cook them up? <laughs> because apparently these were the best pancakes. The b- the best pancakes. <sighs> come on, come on. That's the that's the reason we're using now. So wait, you don't believe it? No. Oh, I, I'm I'm sure. I, I was really no, looking no, no, forward I, no. to seeing how you were going to spin the pancakes <laughs> <laughs> into something political, football wise. I believe BK. I believe that's what Peyton told him, but I don't. <sighs> come on, come so on. So what? What's what's the reason? He wants to be around. He wants to be around. He's keeping an eye on his team. Yep, and whatever that means, what whatever it means. But Ryan, this is a guy who. When he shows up somewhere, it's for a reason. It's it's for a purpose, and it's not for a pancake purpose. It's <laughs> it's for something deeper. And this is the fourth time he's been at the Broncos facility. Here's what I'll say to your point. <laughs> Peyton has his entire life scheduled out. I'm not kidding you. Yep. To the minute. Yeah. Um, like if you asked him right now, Peyton. Where are you going to be on November 15th? <laughs> he could pull out his phone and tell you, oh, on November 15th in the morning, I have a uh, appointment with, um, you know, so-and-so. And then in the afternoon, I'm fly- I'm actually flying out to Houston uh, to work on, you know, he, yep. he could tell you that. Yep. Probably for every single day. Yep. He probably doesn't even need to pull out his phone. He just knows he it. He just knows, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, with that being said... I don't know if there's spontaneous pancake <laughs> trips going on. <laughs> I don't know how much spontaneity there is in the life of Peyton Manning. Uh, probably not much. You're 100% right about him. Pla- Doesn't he plan his, his his schedule out a year in advance? I, like I said, I think so. I think he knows everywhere where he will be for the next 365 days. <laughs> and I don't think pancake day. So if his kids wanted pancakes, he he would have had to tell them. Okay, you got to wait 365 days. <laughs> He's like, okay, guys, <laughs> next July uh, 20th, I actually have some free time in the morning. We'll head on down there. No, I mean, okay, there's two sides. I can I can actually believe the pancake story. Okay. You know what? Uh, neither of us are parents, <laughs> but I think parents will go a long ways just to get their kids to shut up about something. <laughs> That you're gonna say to 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 show them love show them and affection? No, no, it's just like, oh my god! If I take you guys this morning, will you stop talking about <laughs> the damn pancakes? Um, I hope to, I want the pancakes. Now. <laughs> the best pancakes in Denver are at a place called the Chalet. Mm. I normally don't share this type of information with mm. everyone because it's my secret spot, our secret spot, Brandon and I. But. Uh, Bar none. Not only only are they the best pancakes in Denver, they're the best pancakes in the world. Wow. Can't be. There's what no competition. Do, what do they do? I have no clue. The bacon bits? No, 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 no. They're not. This is just straight just up pan- fluffy? diner pancakes. Not too fluffy. Not too flat. And there's just this. I don't know what they put in these things. But there is this sweetness slash texture slash flavor to these things that can never be matched i've got to stop have you thinking about pancakes right now i know 
I know. We're too busy talking about the offense. We went from offensive line to pancakes, which is actually a pretty good transition. <laughs> it really is. It re- maybe maybe keep the pancakes for the kids' offensive line. Okay, I just want to know what what is Peyton's angle. I want to know what you think it is because you think there's an angle. It's to be around. It's, just what it's, you just want to be forgotten. It's no. It's for the future. It's for just something with the future. Having a pulse on the team, knowing what's going on. He's so around that I wouldn't be 100% shocked if the person who's walking by us right now was him. Oh. <laughs> it wasn't. But that's how involved he is right now. Um, and it's it's definitely not nothing. Exactly. And if, if let's say, who, who knows? Who knows what Peyton would want? Ownership, GM, president? I, I don't know. But whatever he wants... If I'm an opposing person or I have that job right now or I want that job, I'd be scared. All right. Any last – I believe I'm, – I'm with you. Kind of. Kind of. Any last uh, thoughts from yesterday's practice? Yes, an important one. Marshall Manning was wearing size, like, 15 shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, – I think the Manning name gets you some serious privilege. I think he just walked into the training room and just took whatever he wanted. <laughs> I wouldn't. It, yeah. What, what are you going to say? No. He also went up on the podium and was just like holding on to the microphone. And I'm just thinking like, wow, the, all the Mannings just have a knack for the, for the <laughs> podium. It just runs in the family. I actually said that to Peyton. That was my interaction with him over the day. It's kind of awkward. It was like very forced, but I, I did talk to Peyton yesterday. You talked to Peyton yesterday. I said, Wow, every Manning just has a knack for the podium, huh? And he, <laughs> he just laughed and kept walking. Uh, but it's one of those things where I had to repeat it because someone mm. else talked to him when I started it. It's kind of awkward. Are we going to be covering him in 20 years? 15 years, maybe? I don't know. I mean, you, you have to worry about the imminent heat death of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not planning anything 15 years from now. Peyton probably is. <clears throat> he already knows. He knows the answer to that question. All right, let's take a quick break. Actually, before we do that, shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. Mm. Um, Bridget from Breckenridge Brewery was hanging out with us at Blake Street Tavern yesterday and bought every single person that came in the doors of Strawberry Sky. And the reviews were really good. Amazing. The, the The people got to find out that we weren't just pumping up something that wasn't delicious uh we drank we drank strawberry sky almost exclusively at blake street then we went to the sports column to play drinking games and we played all the drinking games with strawberry sky we bought every single strawberry sky that that bar had in their entire stock <laughs> literally we got to the we were like all right can we get some couple more buckets and they were like we don't we, we're out we don't have any more <laughs> so we went through probably like 50 that is a no no more than eh, Probably about at least 50. That That is amazing. And they, they better stock up because it's so good. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure um, our good friends at Breckenridge Brewery will be happy that they have to do a whole new order uh, of Strawberry Sky mm-hmm. at Sports Column. Yep. But anyways, um, I, I know that there's probably some people out there who are going to come back and say, hey, listen, guys, they were right about Strawberry Sky. <laughs> <You got it." laughs> All right, now let's take a quick break. And when we come back on the other side, we will get to your questions. The Colorado Golf Association is dedicated to preserving, improving, and serving the game of golf here in Colorado. And right now they're conducting their annual Dream Golf Vacation Raffle. 
Ed Mate, executive director of the Colorado Golf Association, gave us some more info on what exactly you can win if you enter. We had six grand prizes this year and 40 plus other prizes. So the, the big ticket items, so to speak, or the grand prizes are a trip to the BMW Championship, including VIP access, thanks to our partnership with BMW. Uh, we have trip to Streamsong, we have a trip to Bandon Dunes, we have a trip to Sand Valley, and then we have what I think might be the coolest, a chance to take an, uh, a 7 Series BMW down to Telluride to play in a CGA-only event. The raffle tickets will go on sale on our website, coloradogolf.org. Tickets are $40, and you know all the proceeds from the raffle are going to support youth development in the state of Colorado. So you're making a great donation to a great cause, but you're also having a chance to uh, really have a fantastic dream golf vacation. For a chance to win, be sure to go to coloradogolfassociation.org. Rolling along on the BSN Broncos podcast, and yes, it is the sports column question of the week presented by Sports Column. And I love that place, man. It is a truly great bar. Um, the best part for me is the basketball hoop. Like, where else can you go and get shots and then also get shots up? There's <laughs> shots nowhere. in and shots up? Yeah, exactly. That's I mean, that's incredible. Go take a shot at the bar and then go get the jump shot right over in the corner. I could do that. I mean, there's there honestly, it's just one of a kind. Why doesn't every bar have a basketball hoop? That's what I ended up asking myself. It should. I mean, it's it's, it's so easy, too, for them to have to stuff it in a corner. And th- it's not like you have to pay for it or anything. There's just a ball chilling there. You walk over, you just test it, see how the jumper is. Keep yep. it tight. Make sure yep. it's oiled up. Yep. Love it. Uh, so, anyways, sports column question of the week. And the question was, Zach? The question was, what are you most encouraged about one week into camp? First answer coming in from Joshua. He says, old school coaching style. Love the lack of music. No more death by inches. Totally agree. Next one is from Christian Nischberg. I should have let you read that one. <laughs> he just says, Jawan, mm, with lots of N's. I know you feel the same way. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, with reason. Uh, Austin West says, Josie is allowing others to make plays on defense. <laughs> we all know what a dominant force he can be, so the fact he is sharing the spotlight is a real testament to his character. <laughs> the kind of glue guy this team needs. Uh, Austin West always, <laughs> I mean, he is the PR uh, person for Josie Jewell personally. Yeah, yeah. He does a great job. He, he does a great job. That's, that's quite the answer. Do you want to tell your uh, your Josie Jewell story? Oh boy! So yesterday, the very first play of practice, Josie Jewell lights up Garrett Bowles. I mean, puts him on his back, and apparently, the rest of practice, Garrett was furious. <laughs> and after we talked to Josie, and he says something along the lines of, "Oh yeah, it's it's easy to to get to Garrett." It's it's easy to get to him, you know, get in his head kind of thing. So everyone takes their shot during practice at him. <laughs> yeah, he said it wasn't quite as overt as I. He was like, I think he said like, oh yeah, you can get him riled up, right, or something like that. Yeah. And then he said, yeah, so everyone likes to take a shot over there once in a while. Which, well, we'll let you guys <laughs> make of that what you will. Tim Fitzgerald says, I like the no music and old pra- uh, Sorry, and long practices, old school. Yep. Mm. And you know what, Zach? Pads, 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 and more pads. Mm-hmm. When, remember when Phil said it's going to be like a 1970s style training camp yeah. and everyone kind of got like in their feelings about that a yep. little bit? 
that's that's what we were getting. Long practices in the heat. They're hitting. Yep. They got pads on. Yep. And suddenly no one's complaining. Hmm. Next one coming in from Thomas Mercury. He says Skang's comments on Flacco, which you've done a good job highlighting. Yeah, he really likes him. He really thinks that he's a fit, and and I wrote that story just essentially about why he is such a good fit for what they're going to do here. I think Kelvin McKnight just walked on the field to a bunch of cheers. Maybe there was someone else in the group, too. But uh, He's there, McKnight, in shining armor. <laughs> Ryan Martin says, Coach Fangio's coaching style, for sure. He really has thought of everything and is super impressive in press conferences. Also, I can't help but say the defensive line. Hopefully they can lock it down this year. That unit could be very dangerous with a lead. Uh, what's a lead? <laughs> Isn't that what I write at the end of the game? <laughs> we got to ask Peyton about that because that's about the last time they had one. Ugh. Next one is from the Fortress of Comic-Tude podcast. It says, seeing Philip Lindsay back at 100%. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he looks good. Next one from Lance says, Ryan and Zach stamina to endure camp. Today's a test. <laughs> Today is our greatest test of our stamina, and I think we've, uh, we've done well. And Broncos are starting practice 15 minutes early, throwing us off our game, seeing if we can adjust. We always do. We always adjust on the fly. Uh, you know, if you throw it, they're throwing it over the wrong shoulder right now. But boom, whoa. <laughs> Turn over the other shoulder and made the catch. And let's just hope his safety isn't barreling down on us. Uh, that's true. <laughs> Next one from John says, Fangio's crew neck sweatshirts. Uh, I, I, think, yeah. I think you can just say sweatshirt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that? You always wonder with these people. Does he have yeah. 12 of them lined up in the closet? Yeah. Because if, I don't know if you've noticed this. He actually does have a couple different ones. Okay. Uh, one has like kind of like a Broncos logo with like lines through it. And yep. One's just more traditional. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if he doesn't sweat, I guess it, if he doesn't need multiple. He's not hard to find. I looked down on the field and I found him in two seconds. <laughs> in a sweatshirt. In a sweatshirt. Well, ev- look at everyone in the stands using their, uh, their roster to cool themselves off. They won't have to wait too long until the rain comes in and cools them off. And look at that. Joe Flacco and, and Derek Wolf to a large ovation. Hey. Next one coming in from Standing Rhett. O for Flacco. Wow. Well, how about that? How about that? They're buying in. Next one from Rhett. He says, the defense, if we can back to – if we can get back to – elite defense we'll have a shot to make some real noise in the afc i'm also just hoping to have another unit that's worthy of a nickname next one's from Eamon badman he says pretty impressive on fangio's philosophy and his coaching style he's the polar opposite of vj and i, and I love it you know what that's the that's whatever that's the number one answer here and i actually agree with the people mm, yeah yeah next one from gunnery says the qb situation i think flacco is going to have a good change from what the broncos have had the past couple years and i have high hopes that Locke will develop into a good if not great starter you gotta love that and you wrote an article actually yesterday about drew Locke's development and that's that's got to be one of those things that just all broncos fans have to keep one eye on at all times you know how's he doing what what how are things going uh, is he developing? Is he getting the play calls down more and more? What is his situation? And I think um, that that what you wrote yesterday uh, is the is first step. And, and it's, a, it's a mini step process, but that's the first step. And if you want to read Zach's article uh, on bsendeavor.com, or if you want to read my observations from yesterday, go to bsendeavor.com if you, if you haven't subscribed yet and use the promo code BroncosCamp. Promo code 
Broncos camp, Dalton Reisner walking out to the field right now, and uh, mm-hmm. he's finally fulfilled his promise to himself, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Sat here as a senior in high school and told himself he would not come back to the stadium, or sorry, the next time he came back to the stadium, he'd be in a Denver Broncos uniform. That premonition comes true as we're speaking right now. And he has a huge smile on his face, as you would imagine. And, Ryan, just want to give quick shout-outs to Grant Hamilton, Nicholas Geyer, Eamon Badwin, Seth, and Texas Bronco for also responding to the question of the week. But you guys said exactly what everyone else has said. Yep, exactly. And all of those uh, were great answers. Like I said, promo code BroncosCamp. You're going to get $10 off uh, a one-year subscription to bsndenver.com, and you're going to get a free T-shirt. Um, you won't regret it. I'll just leave it at that. You will not regret it. Okay, and, and when you do, you get to exclusively ask questions on this podcast. So, Zach, let's get to their questions. First one coming in from Elway or the Highway. He says, just putting in my weekly call out of Matt. Come on, Matt. That freeloader is holed up in his corner office just guzzling free content. Come on, Matt. Pull out the metal platinum credit card and join us. Come on, Matt. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> What are you doing, Matt? I mean, especially if you have the metal platinum credit card, Matt. Come on, Matt. 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 What are we doing here, bud? Matt, we're counting on you. <laughs> Thanks, Elway or the Highway, for if, reminding us. If you don't subscribe, Zach and I won't be able to eat this week. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this. Uh, we're going on a hunger strike until Matt <laughs> subscribes. <laughs> this salty pretzel is going to have to last me a week. Zach is eating a pretzel right now. That literally looks like there was a blizzard. Yes, I brushed it off and <laughs> it came back. <laughs> like imagine you get you go, you go out to your car, you got to scrape it. Yep. That's what. That's how much salt is on this pretzel that, that Zach is eating right now. <laughs> that's why I'm not eating it any longer. Yep. He had mm, three bites. Yep. <laughs> Good job. But I, thankfully, I didn't eat it all right now because unless Matt subscribes, I'm not gonna be able to eat anything else this week. Yep. Hunger strike. <laughs> All right, from Jared Peitzmeyer. He says, sipping a vanilla porter from Breck right now out of a shoe. What? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about how you two nice modern gentlemen are a little harsh on the offense. I get what you're saying and all, but I don't think it's time to panic unless we can't move the ball with Sanders in the lineup. It's true. I can guarantee that when that fuzzy man peach is back on the line of scrimmage, <laughs> the defense is going to have to make some major adjustments. Love the pod, guys. P.S. Raise your hand if you miss Matt Paradis. Yes, I think we're both raising our hands right now. It's the uh, second Matt on my mind, though. Mm, yeah, Matt, we're talking to you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's a good point. Yeah, I mean, but does Emmanuel help the offensive line block? The, uh, not really. No, and 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 that's why I don't think we've harped too hard on like the the drops because I'm not too worried about that yet. In fact, I I think I've said that every day that we've talked about it is that's. I'm I'm very concerned about the offensive line. I'm not concerned about the drops. Who's up next? Who's getting cheered on now? Ah, Philip Lindsay, of course. Mm, of the, course, the, the people's champ. Yep, him and Dalton. Yeah, no, I mean I'm I'm willing to be a little more patient, but it's not all just receivers that are cost. You know, right. exactly. Emmanuel can get open a little faster. You know that matters. Blah blah blah. Sure. But in the end, I just I need more. Next one from Illinois Broncos, speaking of the offense, says, hearing you guys talk about the Broncos' offense really has me concerned as the season is fast approaching. Is Rich, G- is Rich Gangarello to blame for this, or does the offense just have a hard time executing plays? It's not. It's the execution right now. Right. Um, now, Skangs is going to have to have a, a counterpunch when 
your offense can't execute certain plays, well, then you got to get some plays that they can execute because it's not as if these guys, none of them can play. Um, with that being said, I think he's being patient right now with the development. Yeah, exactly. And and you don't change your scheme one way one week into camp because things aren't working. It, you got to give it more time. Uh, he says, I also have a question unrelated to Broncos. <laughs> with all the new subscribers, you guys seem to be flooded with questions. Will there ever be a time when there are too many questions? I'm just picturing two years from now when you guys are doing four-hour podcasts with 70-plus questions to answer. With that being said, I apologize for my long comment. I know I'm not helping the situation. I truly appreciate the great content. And Illinois Bronco, I'll tell you, that is not a long comment compared to what we No, what I was just sometimes. about to say that so far today, all the comments have, have for the most part, yeah. fallen in line with the – I'm going to – I call it a rule, but I'm putting that in, <laughs> in light quotation marks. Of, Let's just try and shorten things down a little bit. But we didn't get too blown up. Hey, if there is a day where we have 70 questions – it will be a joyous day. <laughs> it will be a long day, but it will be a joyous day. And I think for the most part, um, we'll be able to figure it out. But we have talked just about days when that day comes of like, mm-hmm. oh, what are, are we going to do two, two podcasts a day? Like one is just questions and the other is, you know, our thoughts. We'll figure it out. It's a great problem to have. If the problem is too many subscribers, uh, I'm sure we will be able to figure out. Exactly. Next one from Mr. Freeze says, just a quick clarification on my comment yesterday. You guys asked if you would rather have the offense win or defense win in training camp. Zach said he would rather see the offense win because that means you have a good quarterback. Last year, the offense won regularly, but we didn't have a great quarterback. What do you got to say to that? Nothing to say to that. Fool's gold. (laughs) It was fool's gold. Who knows? But I tell you what, it doesn't look like that this year. It's pretty weird. Yes. All right. Uh, from Gun Gun 1989, he says, Breck boys, hoping to get my wife inducted into the Breck Brew Crew once Strawberry Sky comes to Virginia. Mm. Now I know it's been a long time since I've commented, and I sincerely apologize for that. But Ryan, come on, man. I know it's July, but July to everyone if you say you wouldn't retweet being in the top 100. <laughs> <laughs> do you think you'd come out? Do, did you think I'd come out of this hiatus without a bad pun? Now, if you could grade the quarterbacks A through F compared to the last couple seasons, where would they rank? Flacco versus Keenum, Locke versus Trigatrev. Mm. I don't – first of all, um, I probably would have retweeted if I was in the top 100. <laughs> Second of all, I, I don't know how to grade them, but um, Keenum looked better than Flacco. I'll tell you that. That's just facts in terms of training camp. Yep. Uh, Drew versus Trevor Simeon. about the same yeah maybe Simeon was a little more efficient yeah yeah probably yeah it it's a different feel though isn't it it is a very different feel here comes Chris Harris Jr. to a nice ovation this is this is cool this is fun I'm glad they did this neither Emmanuel Sanders nor Von Miller will be here today as they are both attending a funeral for a mutual friend back in Texas so they've been excused for today's (coughs) practice that's Sad. That's really sad. Yeah. Um, it's also, I feel bad for these fans because I feel like most of them are probably waiting to see Vaughn come. I was literally just about to say, I bet Vaughn comes out last. Yeah. That's a shame. Um, let's take a quick break. And when we come back on the other side, we will get to the rest of your comments. What's up, guys? Ryan Konigsberg here. And I got to tell you about the Blake Street Tavern. It's my favorite sports bar in town, as evidenced by the fact that we had our fantasy draft there. It's where I watched Super Bowl 48. It's where I watched CU win a Pac-12 basketball championship back in the day. 
Uh, it's the place to be for any sporting event. It's the biggest bar in town. I always joke you could land a 747 in there. It was named the National Sports Bar of the Year in 2017 by Nightclub and Bar Magazine. It wins Best Sports Bar in Denver seemingly every year from Westward, anyone else that's voting. It's the place to be. Uh, they've got great specials, and the food is out of this world. I recommend the nachos, the green chili fries, uh, the buffalo chicken wrap, you name it, they've got it. And the location is perfect, just two blocks north of Coors Field, and they have parking. So go check out the Blake Street Tavern. Final segment here on the BSN Broncos podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We are coming to you from the press box at Broncos Stadium at Mile High for the first time, I believe. It's the first time we've ever done a podcast from yep. up here. So uh, thanks for tuning in today. And let's finish up these questions before we get out to practice and, and get on with the rest of our jobs. San Monkey 27 comes in and says, I wonder how well Chicago's offense performed last year against Vic's defense in training camp. I was holding out hope that the D was just way ahead of the offense. But after I heard the second team D was trashing the first team O, yikes. Well, they turned it around yesterday. It is. It would be interesting to find out how Trubisky and company looked uh in practice i'll say this trubisky and company didn't look very good against the broncos defense in practice <laughs> except for that one day where they just threw the tight end every single time <laughs> yeah, the they looked pretty good that day lighting it up but then the, I, I think it was did they just do two days yeah so it was the first day they actually looked really good the second day they couldn't get anything done um because joe woods was just throwing blitz package after blitz package after blitz package after them and they couldn't handle it man to be talking about a Vic Fangio defense instead of a Joe Woods one feels good. Really does. <laughs> really does. All right. Um, oh, and Gun Gun says, here's your old Greg quote of the day. Uh, and this one's as close as you can get to Bailey's without getting your eyes wet. <laughs> and you have no frame of reference for what No idea. About. No, it's, it's from that movie, right? It's not a movie. It's a YouTube video. Oh, oh, the old Greg. Yes. Yeah, I have no idea. Ten minutes. Just take ten minutes ten of your minutes. life and watch okay. it. And then come I'll tell me how weird it was. <laughs> Is It's entertaining, though? In a, Yeah, in a weird yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. You'll come back saying, like, I'm old Greg. Maybe I'll just do that instead of practice today. Works for me. Look, it's our guy, Aaron Wallace. <laughs> Who knew he was bald? Not me. <laughs> All right, from Iceman. He says, hey, boys, hope the crawl went safely. Yep. We made it alive. We're here. Says my favorite college team after CU and CSU is Air Force. Wow, you're just a – if they're from Colorado, <laughs> he's a fan. Yep. Um, he says Dalton – wait, the zoomies of the U.S. Air Force Academy. Dalton Reisner, my ceiling for him is all pro in 2019. Mm. He's thinking what's his face? Quentin Nelson yep. status. Uh, July 27th, I officially predict the Denver Broncos will win the AFC West in their 60th season for the 16th time in their storied existence. Why do I believe this? KC will not repeat as AFC West champs. Losses to a bad defense from 2018 and no real improvements to the D will keep them from being able to repeat, he says. LA Chargers, the NFL's most overrated team year in, year out. <laughs> 53 seasons of the Super Bowl era and zero championships. They may indeed have talent, but Rivers can't use it to their advantage, not to mention Gordon holding out. The Oakland Raiders, if they can beat out the Broncos and win the West, they will have earned it going from last place to first. Give me the Broncos every day of the week and twice on football Sundays. Read it and weep, KCLA and Oakland. Go Broncos. We'll talk about this a lot, Ryan, but the Broncos can't lose to the Raiders on Monday night. Or else, for, for me, mm. I mean, it is going to be doomsday that Tuesday. Now you know what it feels like to be a CU fan. <laughs> that's how it feels every year when, when uh, we play our rival in the first game of the season. 
Yeah. Simply can't lose it. <laughs> yeah. And it's not it's not the fact of losing to the Raiders. It's oh gosh, what does this mean for the next fifteen games of the season? The Raiders quite arguably are the easiest team on the schedule. Exactly. Exactly. And that's scary kind of having the first the first game. And I mean cuz this isn't Alabama playing, you know, East Central Oklahoma where our guy uh Kelvin McKnight came from, but th- where it's an automatic that win. That was Trinity Benson who came from East Central. Oh, Trinity Benson, yes. Uh that would be that would be terrible if they lost. It would be worrisome, that's for sure. Um obviously it's a long season and one game does not a season make, but <laughs> it only gets harder from there. Ah, uh, Vic's going with the, uh, the the sweatshirt with no lines through the word. Doesn't Broncos. have the doesn't have the yep. kind of old school seventies line <laughs> fade thing going on. That's what, I think it's one of two. Might be one of three. <laughs> Next one coming in from Nick Geyer. He says, "Yo, dudes, the bar crawl was amazing. I came by myself and was nervous. I'd just be off in a corner the whole time, but I actually got to meet basically all of BSN, and it was truly an incredible time. Thank you, Ryan, Zach, AJ, Brandon, Allie, Lindsay, Rudo, Drew, Andre, and Henry for all taking the time to talk sports. It was a really, really surreal time. Cheers, Nick. It was awesome meeting you. Awesome meeting you, man, and and thanks for coming out. We had a blast as well." Uh, last one here is from JC3080. He says, are we still going to have the BSN open before the fantasy draft? I was talking to Lindsay about that yesterday. It sounds like we're going to have enough people to play and have some fun. So, wow. um, yeah, uh, it's, it's in the plans. As we get closer, we'll try and lock down a couple tea times and get more information on who's going to be there. We still don't even know how many people are coming to the draft. Uh, once we know that, I think we can have a better idea of how many people were going to participate in the Open. Brito Brad reached out yesterday, I believe, or two days ago after we asked him, and he said he has no idea how many people are coming. Slacking. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, no, yeah, so we'll, we'll, we're getting closer. We are getting closer. Um, and by the way, speaking of meeting up, Everyone who is going to Canton, chime in on the podcast mm-hmm. or tweet at me or whatever. Um, I think here's what I want to do. I want to meet up with people on Friday. And I think there will be some time around lunchtime to do something. And after, like, late, like kind of like a late night thing. So uh, let me know what you guys are thinking. If you're going to be out there, chime in. Maybe what would work best for you. Uh, either way, I want to meet up with BSNers out there and, and have a beer or some food or whatever and, and talk shop. That's wild. We're less than a week away from the first game. And a week from today is the Hall of Fame inductions. Pretty crazy. It, uh, it all goes by very fast. Okay. It's going to wrap it up for us today as the Broncos are stretching, getting ready for practice. Obviously, stay tuned to bsndenver.com later today where you can find out everything that went down here at the stadium uh, in the ninth practice of training camp. For Zach, I'm Ryan. See you later. It's getting me down.
guys, it's Allie and Lindsay here, and we want to talk to you about our new favorite wine subscription. It is Winester. The best thing about Winester is that they work with small wineries. You know BSN loves supporting small local businesses, and Winester is just that, supporting real people making real wine. These guys will curate a hand-picked shipment for you from the best small wine producers in the U.S. So my favorite part about Winester is the fact that I don't really know much about wine, and when I go to a liquor store, I tend to gravitate towards the same wine I've always had instead of trying something new. But with Winester, they make the process so easy. That's exactly right, Allie. And from my perspective, you guys, I love wine and have tried so many different types of wine at different price points. And Winester is not only easy, but it is quite literally some of the best wine I've ever tasted, and it makes for an amazing gift. What's also ideal about Winester is that you can pick your shipments based on your schedule. That's right, Allie. So whether you're a casual drinker or you love hosting parties, you can get your shipment based on your lifestyle. So head to their website today, you guys. That's W-I-N-E-S-T-Y-R, Winester.com. We've got BSN25 promo code for you, and you can save $25 off your first order.